What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of State Champs Hang Time. We promise we are going to condense this version so it is not quite so long. We were very long-winded on Hazel Park and Clarkston, and then, of course, yep. that game blew up within the first five <laughs> minutes. So we are going to definitely just kind of condense our opinions. We want to hear from you, though, of course, in our mailbag. So tweet at us. Go to our Facebook page. Make comments there. Comment when you're you know listening or watching this uh, particular podcast. Uh, you can watch it on our website. You can watch it on our Facebook page. Uh, we'll have Twitter clips, of course, we're on Stitcher, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, so you, lots of ways you can listen. Uh, this is hang time. You can maybe have to search State Champ Sports, but whatever. Yeah. Put those words together, and you, it will come up somewhere. Uh, anyway, want to welcome the boys quickly, TJ Kelly. Hey, What's up, Scott? Hey, I just want to say, whenever we get carried away, it's, yeah. it's, it's not for lack of uh, <laughs> no. love and passion. or passion for Absolutely. what we do. It's just, you know, right. sometimes... Even though we were completely wrong <laughs> last sometimes week. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. And Jeff Dulac, what's, what's going up, on? Buddy? All right, here we go, guys. First off, and I, this is not a topic, I just want to mention, because we talked about it at the top of the show last week, mm-hmm. Blake Griffin is, what, 4-0, right? With yeah, the I'm, I'm, right I'm ready to backtrack right? off my Por- Porzingis now out ah. with for the season with the ACL, so you can so, kiss the Knicks goodbye. There's obviously craziness. Right. Yeah. He's, a lot, more engage, right. he's right. a lot more engaged and embracing the, the kind of role uh, of leader yeah. and of the face of the franchise than, you know, I thought he was going to be I, I, right. was, I well, thought he wasn't going to embrace it. Well, I thought he was going to be more of a cancer it. and yeah. he's been great. Cleveland's falling apart. You know, uh, Boston is good, but, you know, we'll see. Again, these injuries just keep seeming to happen. John Wall's out for a while now. If he can stay um, healthy, yeah, they're, that, still I mean, that, that's, they're still winning. Yeah. However, they need John Wall if they want to go anywhere. I agree. Well, I think also that this is a great way for Blake Griffin to really reinvent himself. Yes. Yeah, that's know? what I'm saying. When, you, when, you're that, when you're that age, you, yep. know, hey, you're, you know, it's either uh, what a, uh, flight or the uh, flight or uh, fight or flight fight or flight you know fight or flight flight fight or flight yeah so this yeah yes. well, I was gonna, I was thinking flee yes but then yeah <laughs> no you're right exactly yeah. he's at the point in his career now that he can reinvent himself he can recreate himself he had that DeAndre Jordan connection forever Andre Drummond yeah. is is well, better his, bo- in, his body language is telling me everything yeah. and I was worried I was gonna be seeing the opposite right. someone that was sh- who was demonstrating by his actions not necessarily by his words because you're right. everyone's gonna say what you know the right thing to say but I I was I was thinking he was going to come in here and he wasn't going to be uh, he, he did everything he's doing every movement every word is the right thing and he, he just seems to really yeah. it's a big uh, week this week obviously we can come back next week and have yeah. a completely different attitude right. but we'll be four uh, and four this time but we'll see and sometimes you know great players make other players better mm-hmm. and it seems like for right now everyone's buying in I'm just impressed guy, by his willingness Bull- to be Bullock here. is playing the best I've seen him play in yeah. his career. Uh, and Tolliver just keeps making shots. Ish Smith is running the floor faster Ish than anybody ba- in the yeah, league. Ish he's Smith's up playing. and down is faster than anyone in the league. Yeah, he's, he's and had Reggie Jackson will be back in a, in a week or so. Ish but, Smith's playing his best bas- basketball yeah, his career the last two sure. weeks. For but sure. the important thing is that the Pistons are one and zero with Kay Felder playing. Yeah. <laughs> right, so yes, that exactly. To, to we got at. that Detroit connection and love going. It was cool seeing him the red, white, and blue. So that's it. Let's get to our first segment here, which we talk about rankings. We talk about what TJ Kelly is put together kind of uh, where we were last week where we are now uh, we still have skyline number one they're undefeated I mean yeah. they're they're rolling they're winning and when you look at their schedule can they run the table I I, I think that I think that they can um I'd like to, I I'm a, I'm a fan of I just like to see a little bit of adversity I don't think that a right. loss and stuff like right. that a is, tough is, loss is detrimental can go miles us. yeah so you know skyline they do they do have a lot of experience I think they've got pioneer coming up uh, another game with Huron, um, you know, and then some road games um, that are coming up. But yeah, Skyline is rolling. Brandon Wade, 
You know, we've talked about him in the past. Yes, we have. Um, he's playing very, very well, um, as the rest of the team. Jack Ammerman's playing well. Ryan Wade. Ryan Wade, well. yeah. You know, so that's 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 They're deep. Maybe, bro. They're yeah. deep. Yeah, yeah. And then they've also got Munson, who's playing really well as well, who the, can provide something down in the middle. The one concerning thing with Skyline right now, um, when you're looking at their, their trend for, towards a deep playoff run, is the size. You know, mm. if they match up with a team like Clarkston or a team like even like UD Jesuit or Nice Lansing, you know, can they overcome that size disadvantage, whether it's Taylor Curry, Jalen, um, Ju- Julian Thomas, right? Jalen Thomas. Jalen Thomas. Thomas. I'm yep. sorry. Uh, Brandon Johns. Can they overcome that, you know, you know, size mismatch? I'm and not if- dismissing that, but to me, with this level, mm-hmm. great guard play, senior experience guard play wins in the tournament. Right. And they've got. Uh, one of the best two-headed monsters in the backcourt. Without a doubt. I mean, yeah. for, forget about what's going to happen at the next level. And Ryan Wade is extremely Ammerman. underrated. Yeah, 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 yeah. I almost yeah. say the three-headed, or not four-headed monster. Yeah. But one thing I always look at Class A, which is different than all of the other classes, it's almost imperative that you have a big. Mm-hmm. And the last team that no, won, say, I'm not the last team was one yeah. is was 2006 in Sagan Arthur Hill, and that was with Dar Tucker, who was right. six foot five and more right. of a wing. Yeah. But, you know, right. it was phenomenal, but, yeah, you know, it's – yeah, that, I think that that's where. Hey, let's be honest though. They don't have a Dar Tucker on that team. Making it to the, I mean, as good I'm, as Brandon, I'm Wayne not is. D- diminishing their state title hopes, but making it to the Final Four would, would be, be a huge deal for step. Ann Arbor Skyline basketball. There's no, no question. Yeah, yeah, I can see them. They would raise like a banner or not. And, and once you're there, it's anybody's ball game. Yeah, you know, yeah. Especially once you get into the second half of that semifinal, and you're still hanging around. All of a sudden, you yeah, I know you're right. This is kind of not a disappointment. This is the kind of program where it's not. State They're going to grow from here, in my opinion. Right. They're Skyline just getting started. And what year did Skyline open? Like oh eight. eight or, yeah, it's Something only like been around a decade. You yeah. know, for a, for for a team to make it to the Breslin Center in the first decade of the school's existence is and in class A in boys basketball. Theron Wilson Jr. The son of the great Don Darrow uh, superstar on, right. on the hardwood. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I just wanted to just emphasize yeah. for for the for the kind of the college recruiting heads out there that maybe get. Too, uh, tied up in, in the rankings mm-hmm. just because this I call it a two-headed monster you call it a four-headed monster of uh, uh, Brandon Wade and Jack Ammerman these two might not have the Big Ten offers or the SEC offers but pound for pound at the high school level they can go head-to-head with any backcourt in the state and let's that's agree. a difference yeah. maker. let's talk about the resilience of Hazel Park obviously humiliating loss to Clarkson on the road yeah. they finally you talk about it a wasn't loss. on the road it was at home right I mean that's yeah. right at home you t- and you talk about a a loss you can build on well they went ahead and then beat Benton Harbor on Saturday that game was nowhere near the 57-50 ending. I mean, they were it was Hazel Park's game pretty much from the onset. They were had 20 point 20 point leads. If they wanted to win by 20, if they wanted to win by 30, I believe they could have done that. Um you know Scooby that? Johnson was the only person that really showed up for Benton Harbor and you know there were some other guys that got some filler points at the end of the game, but Hazel Park came out there and it was you know that the thing was it was like all of a sudden now it became business. Mm-hmm. But it you know what that tells me about that loss? For them. Go ahead. It tells me they got to stop reading their press clippings, right? Because there's no it, question that uh, up and down that roster, uh, that team is as talented as any in, in the entire MHSAA sure. right sure, now. Sure. And they had just TJ were the, TJ and I were there the game before. They had just come off just bullying a, tr- a very good Troy team, just manhandling them. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- you know they were anticipating they were just going to show up, mm-hmm. and uh, whether or not they were going to. Uh, win by 10 points, 20 points, that they were going to win that game just by getting on the floor and, and playing their A game. Right. Well, they came and they played their C game. And they were in a position, right. maybe Clarkston was a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. as they were now getting all the hype and all this stuff, and maybe Lawyer as a sophomore, they're like, oh, they're ready to go, ready to win it. Well, they weren't ready. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, again, 
their kids. Yes. You know, and the thing is, this this could be I, I, this I could that, be good. I think that there was a lot of pressure. You know, when sometimes when you guys, it's almost like I mean, if you're a golfer, you know, and you're standing out there, and I'm, I'm like I'm, I played Oakland Oakland Hills, and I remember I, if I play this hole, I'm going to finish shooting a 71. You know, <laughs> well, reality is there are bunkers and there's some other th- stuff in the lake, <laughs> and all that, of a sudden there's some wind that comes that along. PGA Pro Zone, and all of a sudden you get some you get course. some added nerves that come on. You know, and and Carl Bow and Dave Hearns, yeah. a lot of shots that they were missing. Uh, this past last Friday or whatever day Tuesday or whatever it was on the thirtieth, mm-hmm. those are, those are games. That, those are shots that they usually make. And, and those two had a combined four points. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. they're, I'm but just they, saying they, you can't. They, yeah, okay, but yeah, they yeah. talking about great guard play. And, yeah. those, and, that, and that's a great yeah. backcourt. And they rebounded very well from on Saturday. All right. The, the one ahead. quick thing with Hazel Park goes back to what TJ said about Skyline. A loss isn't the worst thing to happen to a high school team. And, and when it comes to when when it comes to Hazel Park, that loss might have done a lot more good than a win over Clarkson may have done. You know, it's it's a yeah. you know, slice of humble pie. All right, so let's wrap on yeah. this, uh, our first segment. Let's talk quickly about, uh, you know, I'd like you to kind of expand a little bit on the PSO playoffs that are getting going this week. Also, uh, we saw what Detroit Henry Ford uh, is able to do. You've got them moved up to number 8 now in the Super 10. Uh, our main event uh, for those who watched State Champs on Sunday was uh, Henry Ford sweeping Cast Tech, this one at Cast Tech, yes. playing very well, some, uh, you know, some high-flying highlights. And, uh, you know, Henry Ford really gaining a lot of momentum out of that one. One thing I looked at Ford, and, I, and no disrespect to Benton Harbor, uh, New Haven, River Rouge, but their schedule is just so much tougher than these other yep. three teams. And pretty much everybody else is in Class B. They, they buy, I think their schedule is with hands down. And then I also moved them up because they wound up winning the West. They wound up winning at Cast Tech. Mm-hmm. They lost to Renaissance at the buzzer. So, I mean, they could have easily run, ran the table. You know, in the PSL West, obviously it didn't happen. Right. Um, but I mean, a lot of people are talking about, you know, Henry Ford being the sleeper, or not, maybe not even being such more of, that much of a sleeper to win the uh, PSL championship. Right. And, I wouldn't be surprised. And, and how's that looking right now? How is it laid out? How's the PSL playoffs going to happen here? Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, it's. Let's say this: Northwestern almost beat King, or Northwestern almost beat King. I was at the game yesterday, five overtimes. Talking about Tuesday's yep, game. Yeah, Tuesday's game, yeah, and that was five yep, overtimes. That was that was phenomenal. And five I, overtimes. Yeah, I want to keep track on TJ's Twitter. Hey, I want to leave in the Persian game, right. and then somebody, you know, somebody was like, "Hey, the, the Kings King game is an overtime," you know. And I was like, all right, well, I'll head on over there. I wasn't expecting to watch a, f- a full game. Stevie, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know? Super soft Stevie Pierce yep. Northwestern giving King all they can handle. Yeah, so um, with Western beating Denby, um, they'll play King. And that game is at Western at 5 o'clock on Friday. Yep. Um, then you've got Pershing that is going to meet up with Henry Ford. That's a 7.30 game at Western wow. um, on the other side of the Western, on the West bracket. That would be on a the, good game. Yep. Mm-hmm. On the East bracket, uh, Mumford undefeated. But who have they really played? Right. Um, then Depsy goes in there and rolls them last night. Um, then Cast Tech winds up winning handily against uh, Detroit Westside. Uh, Detroit Renaissance wound up beating Southeastern handily again. And East English Village um, beat Cody. So East English Village is going to wind up playing Renaissance. And that's going to be a 7.30 game at King. And at 5 o'clock on Friday, um, also on Friday, is uh, the uh, excuse me, Cast Tech is going to play Depsa. So good East West matchups, both at King, and the, both those games are at King as well. So yeah, it's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a pretty good one. The semifinals at at Cast Tech, people are already talking about it. Pretty much, no matter what the outcome of Friday's games are, 
that it's going to be really exciting for next the follow the semifinals uh, next Tuesday. All right, the uh, State Champs Hang Time podcast is brought to you proudly by Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. Go to doughraiser.com and also by the Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan. BCAM.org is the website. When we come up, we're going to talk some up-and-comers in A and B and just kind of give us a weekly update on some other teams and how they're doing in those divisions. Stay with us. Fundraising should be fresh, flavorful, and simple. We have the perfect solution at Hungry Howie's. Dough Razor. Your team or school can sell paper pizza certificates that can be redeemed for one medium pizza at participating locations. We've been doing this fundraiser for about four years, and it's the easiest and best and most profitable fundraiser they have in Michigan. Go to DoughRaiser.com to learn more and sign up. Your next fundraiser comes with flavored crust. Welcome to Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. All right, welcome back to Hang Time. Time to get to the up-and-comers segment for this week, and uh, we want to kind of give you an update every week on some teams that might make a run, might be able to make some noise, and uh, we'll talk about uh, Class A. There's a whole host of teams that are knocking on some of the doors. Who are some of the ones that uh, you want to talk about? Let's say this. Uh, West Ottawa, they beat Carmen Ainsworth in Grand Rapids uh, this past Saturday. Okay. West Ottawa, is, they've, they've got some players on that team. They don't have the big, but they do have um, – Drew Bozma, who's going to play for um, Miami of Ohio in, in baseball. But then they've also got another kid, Drew Pedersen, who can really shoot the ball. And they've got your guard uh, in Xavier Wade, who's going to go play at uh, Ferris State, who we've talked about in the past. Ferris State isn't your average Division II program. Right. So I think that they might be one of those sleepers. But then, again, they're still knocking on the door of Ann Arbor Skyline, of uh, Clarkston, obviously. Um, Hazel Park, I'm still going to throw in that mix. I'm not ready to throw Cast Tech out. Right. I just think that they kind of hit a lull, and they've got to kind of find themselves and maybe uh, find a score. Yeah. You know, somebody who can go out there and get buckets when they need to get buckets. Yeah. What else you got? You know, I'm I'm a big fan of how West Bloomfield looks right now. Uh, I think that's a team. Donovan Moore transferred in. I think with that kind of gives them the same dynamic they had with Kevin McAdoo a year ago, helped lead them to the Breslin Center. And all due respect to Kevin McAdoo, Donovan Moore right. is yeah. a – more of a playmaker, right, and a bigger and a bigger difference maker. Yeah. And Kevin McAdoo was a big difference maker, and and etched his name into West Bloomfield sports uh, history by right. almost. And I, all due respect to the rest of the team, mm-hmm. but almost single handedly carrying them to the Breslin last year. Yeah. So this is no disrespect to him, yeah. but but he doesn't play. Uh, Donovan Moore plays at a level that's above the rim. Mm-hmm. He can go. He can slash. He can get out in transition. He can score from the outside. And he's more of a complete package than McAdoo. And what I saw against Southfield Christian last week was one of the better first-half performances I've seen in my 10 years. He had 21 points in the first half, five slam dunks, and just controlled tempo, controlled, uh, uh, you know, just you really took over that game in, in, the, in the first half. Ended up with 31, coming off a 40-point effort the week before that. As Jeff said, he transferred in from uh, Chicago over the summer. He's the grandson of, of the former great West Bloomfield head coach Larry Moore of uh, Detroit Mumford fame back in his playing days. Mm. And he has taken the state by storm. First month in the state over the summer picks up ten Division One offers, mm. and he is a- as advertised. 
Yeah, yeah, and he's he's really good. He had four dunks in a row yep. to yeah. end the first quarter and start the second yeah. quarter. He had one was a tip jam coming off a you know a, a, a guy coming kind of out of nowhere yeah. where these two guys are battling up uh, down by the post. Right. The next thing you know, he's coming in one handed, flushing it in. Yeah. X factor for that team to me is Trey Harvey, uh, just a, a sniper on the wing. But he's uh, had to, he, you know, to his credit, he's mm-hmm. had to take a step back right. and, and embrace more coming into the fold and transfer Jalen Kelso, an yeah, all-KLAA right. uh, selection last year. He's coming in averaging almost a triple-double. Mm-hmm. Hats off to Trey Harvey yeah. for agreeing to move over to the point guard slot yep. and be more of a distributor rather than a kid that would, was coming into his senior year. And I think a lot of people anticipated he was going to take that 15-point uh, a game scoring average up to 20, mm-hmm. and instead he's had to go back to about 10. Right. I can I'm see that going. helping his recruitment. Yeah. Trey Harvey, You know, I, one thing I look at, I, the stats aren't everything. And I think that the For maturity sure. level, there are not a lot of kids that are 17 years old that are willing to take that step back. It's the same thing with you've got a kid that's you know playing 28 minutes or 30 minutes in a game, and all of a sudden they become freshmen in, in, in college. And they're getting limited minutes, the five minutes, the eight minutes, or something like that, and maybe you only do two most, shots. You got to do most with your time. So what do I got? What else can What else can I do that's going to really yeah. help me out? And that's only going to help out West Trey Harvey's overall game. And in the end, it's going to be a beneficial to West. One more note about West Winfield. They're only seven and six. Uh, four of their six losses have come on the last possession. They lost at the buzzer to the Henry Rouge. Ford and uh, uh, Henry Ford and Rouge. They were up three in the last two seconds. Rouge threw in like a thirty-five footer to take it to overtime. Uh, and Mark White magic. Yeah, <laughs> lost w- lost by one to Hazel Park. Lost by one to Troy. So th- you know this is a team whose seven-six record is is pretty deceptive. It's not indicative. And Troy's another team that I think is really on the on the up and coming. They got to get healthy. Who will they have yeah. in the districts, West Bloomfield? Uh, West Bloomfield District. Orchard Lake St. Mary's yeah. Yeah, usually. North Farmington. North Farmington. Uh, so be, I'll tell you this. Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Orchard Lake. That will okay. be the battle. That will be a good one. Lauren, yeah. Lauren Bowman hit like a half court. Yeah, hit a half court to beat Dino Sal yep. uh, or last week. Yeah, and he, he's a guy that's been a difference maker for Orchard Lake St. Mary's too. And if it's pretty much the winner of that district, I think, can make a really deep run in the tournament, whether it's West Bloomfield or St. Mary's. The key for, J- uh, for, sorry, the key for Troy is getting Jason Dietz back yeah. into the lineup. Yeah. He hurt his knee a couple weeks ago, got it scoped. He's supposed to be back in the next week to 10 days. If he can come back and hit the ground running, this is a team that's got a real great shot at, at, at making a long run. They went to the quarterfinals last year, uh, in the Class A quarterfinals, and have the whole team back. Uh, All right. So, How about a couple in B, Class B? Hey, you know what? I just talked with, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, we talked about Henry Ford earlier in the day. Um, you know, Rouge undefeated, uh, New Haven undefeated. You look at New Haven's schedule, and it's just like, oh, man, yeah. just play somebody. Well, they've got Sagan Arthur Hill that's coming up in the future, and they also play Beecher. Um, they host both of those games. They I'm had, not sure that classic against Beecher last year. Won like three overtimes, something like that. Yeah, and that was, I believe, this guy, what's his name? Eric Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Pretty well, solid I wonder what he's doing in college yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, he's right. doing all right. Is he yeah. taking the A-10 by storm? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By far the shocker or something like that. You know, I just saw Keith Dambrod a couple months or a couple weeks ago, and he was, and like, Hey, he was like, he was like, hey, we Eric talk- Williams. We, Eric talk- Williams, we were talking to know? Coach Thomas about it after the West Winfield uh, Southwood Christian game, and he said no one could have anticipated the impact that Eric Williams is making as a true freshman right. uh, on Duquesne right now. And, and, and Coach Thomas, uh, the former Eastern Michigan great, said uh, probably the best rebounding guard he's seen in, in the last decade plus. Yeah, well, that's very beneficial. I Isn't mean, that crazy how sometimes yeah. they just they just shoot to the moon. Yeah. And when the, it's when the light it's comes the right on situation. for so many, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the opportunities yeah. that came on. We're just yeah. talking about the right situation. Yeah, but yeah, I think, but but yeah, there's some others in Class B. I like Frankenmuth. Yeah, Frankenmuth. Uh, Mar- uh, Mario uh, Whitley, uh, the, the Saginaw like Valley he's State a college senior. 
Yeah, he's yeah. out on the court. He's, yeah. a, he's headed to Saginaw Valley State, and you know he's a guy that uh, is a game changer uh-huh. uh, up in the in the Flint-ish area. And uh, I think uh, I think that he's only a the Frank and Muth to me. They lost to Bridgeport, you know. And I'm looking at the AP rankings, and I'm just like, how do you have Bridgeport above, you know, behind Frank and Muth, mm-hmm. you know? And it is it, it is what it is. Well, but valid. you know, but at the same time, I'm I'm looking at Bridgeport. You know, they've got a kid. You know, they've got uh, Charles Garrett, who's uh, a senior, and then they've got a couple of juniors in uh, Mark Hill Garrett and Sir Quavius Ball. You know, <laughs> so uh, you know, so but I think that Bridgeport just brings a little bit more. And I've seen and I've seen Frankenmuth. I've been up there to watch them play. Andy Donovan does a great job. But at the same time, I think that you need more than one piece. Right. You know, if you're going to really make that deep run, and the chances of them meeting up in, against Bridgeport or something like that yeah. in the in the regionals, you know, that might be a problem. And they play two Fridays from now. And do you think Old Redford's a year away? Because you know you got some good guys coming in next year for sure. Yeah, and they're going to have Drayon O'Neill, who that's right, who wound up leaving Depsa to go to out west, and that didn't wind up working out. And now now he's back. So yeah, they they've got some they've got to they've got to figure out what's going to work out for them. Um, in last this past Saturday, you know, some people would might give knocks to to Rocket Watts, and maybe they went to Isaiah Jackson a little bit too late in the game. Um, they just just yeah, who didn't did have, they lose to? Ooh, they lost to Grand Rapids Union. Oh, okay. Who's not bad? Yeah. You know, they're they're a solid team. They're the, they're the whole school. I'm not, um, I'm not trying to put Coach Covington on the spot or anything, but you know, if that team doesn't make a run to the Breslin Center, I'm not saying again. I'm not talking about winning state titles. But I'm saying if that team doesn't make a long run, at least get in the region. Th- th- that, yeah, then you got to make a, a regional run. That, I'm ex- I'm expecting quarterfinals okay, or, yeah, or quarterfinals, final four for yeah, this yeah, group. Yeah. I they mean, that's a regional hard work. They don't least to put in the rafters. They don't reach that level. It's a disappointing season. Another team in Class B to watch for and. Um, you know, they've made their name well known the last three, four years, but it's Godwin Heights. You know, we talk about, you know, these and top. They struggled against on Kellogg's Tuesday. Yeah, yeah Kellogg'sville gave them a run. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, they and, closed it out, but Kellogg'sville yeah. was And Pershing, was same thing. Yep. Yeah. You know, they had two tough games. But, but, but yeah, that's a good. You look at program. Godwin Heights, and we're talking about kind of that top four or five, and, you know, the Rouges, the New Havens, Benton Harbor, Henry Ford, but. If there's that fifth team in that mix, it has to be there. I think it's Godwin Heights, and it wouldn't surprise me if they're you know they're holding up the title at the end of the year. I hope so. We'll uh, have highlights of that Kellogg'sville game on state champs this Sunday. Cool. Um, one thing with Godwin, they're one of those teams where they can beat themselves. True. You know when they, they've got to go out there and they've got to play their game. They've they've actually they've got to treat it like a business trip right. rather than a social experiment. Right. Because at home they're so unstoppable, but right. then it's doing it on the road. Right. And one of the teams that. Uh, is also in the rankings is Williamston, who seems to be a thorn in. Well, last year they wound up beating Godwin Heights. Yeah. Um, and Williamston is by, by far one of the better teams that I've seen. Their points. The Hornets. Hey, their point guard Casey Con- Case Connolly is is good. Mm-hmm. You know, I've talked to some Division twos, and he reminds me of um, the kid that was at Wayland Union last year. Um, That's right. Uh, who's maybe a little bit smaller, but he just goes out there and tough as nails, gets things done. And then they've also got three juniors who go six 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 seven um, in uh, Joseph Hannenberg, uh, Sean Cobb, and um, excuse me, Case Connolly is the other uh, senior. But uh, Cole Cliver was the point guard that I was talking about. Or excuse me, yeah. So those three big juniors at six 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 seven, then they're versatile as well. All right, guys. So that's what's happening right now. We're going to take another break, and uh, we're going to bring in uh, Dan Young, and uh, we're going to have our B camp segment talking referees this week. We have a special guest, so you have to stick around, see who that is. It's coming up next. So stay with us. These guys will be back for the mailbag to close it out. Play ball. Play ball. Play ball. 
Welcome to Be the Referee with MHSAA Assistant Director Mark Ewell. Many times the MHSAA gets asked questions in each sport, how are the national playing rules written? The MHSAA is a part of the National Federation of State High School Associations. The NF, this organization based out of Indianapolis, works to write the playing rules in all sports sponsored by the MHSAA. The primary focus of all National Federation playing rules is on the health and safety of those playing the game. For suggestions each year, states all across the country can introduce proposals for change and then through the voting process, rules get approved for the following season. Thanks, Mark. You can be a referee. Go online now to sign up at MHSAA.com. Be the Referee is a production of the MHSAA Network. Welcome back to the State Champs Hang Time Podcast, and it is time now for our B-Cam segment of the week. And of course, joining me always is Dan Young of B-Cam, and we have a special guest today. Dan, why don't you introduce uh, this young gentleman here? This is Wallace Whitfield, great friend, uh, great official, um, and he's going to talk a little officials and help us out and uh, kind of get the word out about the shortage of uh, officials in the state of Michigan. Yeah, so... uh, Wallace is with the Basketball Officials and Coaches Communication Committee, otherwise known as the BOCCC or the BOCCC, if you want to get crazy. I like that. Uh, so BCAM and the BOCCC uh, together, and, uh, and, and you guys do have a longstanding relationship in trying to support each other, correct? So this committee is uh, BCAM, the MHSAA, and the officials, and it's probably going 20 years or so, and it is a tremendous uh, – committee to try to work together uh, to uh, for the betterment of the game and we come up with ways of, of lots of things evaluating officials and coaches and getting the best co- uh, referees at the end of the year uh, touch on anything else that, uh, with the committee that tries to do Wallace well we we work hard with try to work hard with a lot of the, the coaches out not just in the metro area throughout the state of Michigan um, when it comes to sportsmanship when it comes to the uh, Coaches versus uh, uh, officials. We want to we want to combine that together so we all have one be one big happy family. Um, we don't want to be all on a different level than, than each other. All right. Well, I want to start by throwing out some facts and then getting some responses from you uh, and you too, Dan. Uh, the number of registered Michigan High School Athletic Association officials has fallen from about twelve thousand four hundred to about ten thousand over the past. Decade. So that's close to 20%. Wow. It's estimated that the average age of a referee, umpire, or official is 56 years old, wow. and some say that number is rising. Uh, now, obviously, baseball and some of those sports add a few years to that, but in general, 50 plus for pretty much sports across the board, I would say. Um, there was a time when teachers would represent the majority of officials, uh, but uh, approximately, uh, of, of the approximately um, uh, 450 that this West Michigan, I read a West Michigan article on MLive about it, uh, 20% uh, are teachers. And, um, you know, that is uh, shorter. Obviously, 20% is not a majority uh, when you're talking about um, the officials that they assign. Recruiting new officials is becoming more difficult year after year. Part of the reason is the abuse 
officials take, especially new officials who aren't used to, you know, getting uh, yelled at that. A recent MHSA survey shows lack of sportsmanship from coaches is next, followed by poor sportsmanship from spectators. And uh, I know that is something that the MHSA and I'm sure uh, that you guys are trying to address. No question. Um, because, um, you know, that the new officials who draw those challenging assignments uh, can can be, you know, they're going <laughs> to they're get angry. Also, uh, the 2007 court ruling that sent the girls' season from the winter, uh, from the fall to the winter, uh, to join the boys has been an issue because, uh, you know, oftentimes six varsity officials are now needed for a Friday night doubleheader instead of two when the girls played in the fall. Right. Uh, so instead of scheduling 22 games on a, a fr- on a Friday night, you're doing 44 games. Uh, that's significant. Um, you know, it said uh, 10 years ago, all of a sudden they had to throw in a bunch of people doing JV just because they didn't have enough to do varsity. So that's kind of the, an overlay of kind of what some of the issues are. What can be done about it? Overall, from the officiating standpoint, you know, we've had a, you know, back in the day where everybody would work at 4 o'clock and then go right. out in the suburbs and do a 7 o'clock. Well, guess what? Right. Those guys have all retired now. Yeah. So now we're trying to get these guys to hang around to help us bring in younger officials to work a, uh, a freshman JV game with them. Um, it's to the point now we are short across the state to whereas um, sometimes we get in a tough jam whereas we have to use a second-year official on varsity basketball. Now, where does that put us? Uh, as officials because younger coaches don't understand that and people got to realize basketball is probably the toughest sport to officiate because mm. everybody's right there on top of you <laughs> no they're doubt. Not, you know football yeah. baseball they're way off but basketball they're right there on top of us and yeah. you can hear every word they say now you know you, you got to have a real tough skin to, to officiate basketball that's right so so it's not so much um you know that the kids are scared because we pretty much take them you know in different situations over the summer and walking through them and 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 uh like me over the summer we have you know a lot of summer leagues and to what i do is take every game i work over the summer i've already got a a young official that's one or two years, and I'm teaching them uh, what's going on uh, uh, throughout the game. So it's 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 still uh, an art that we need to work on, but uh, we, we have opportunities out there for a, a lot of uh, young officials to officiate. Yeah, and this is, I think, the main point we want to get across. It's not that we're sounding an alarm so much as we want to inform and let people know that there are some good jobs out there available right now. Now, 10 years ago, I mean, the reason we're seeing a decrease is 10 years ago, we were in a pretty bad recession. People needed money, so they needed to find extra work. Economy's doing pretty good right now. So, you know, it's possible. So those people who maybe would have gone out to maybe become official, supplement their income, maybe right now don't need it as much because they're doing pretty good. If you talk about a college kid, though, it's yes. not bad money. No, it's great money. Instead of working, like you said, at a fast food restaurant, yeah. you uh, can go and do a freshman JV game and I, I don't know exactly what they make, but they it's decent. It's right. pretty good. You can make about 100 bucks. you yeah. said, on some I mean, nights. 40, 50 bucks a game. As opposed you know, to working all day Saturday at, at you know McDonald's and, and or what Wendy's. a way to learn how to communicate with different right. people, high school kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. other co- other yeah. coaches. It's even a you good meet, network, networking opportunity you, you for meet you. Meet the coach that 
doesn't really say anything to yeah. you, and then you meet the coach that never stops right. yelling at you. Yeah. And then the scores table, you always have different age groups there. You might have a high school kid. You might have a retired person at the scores table. It's, it's, it's getting all those experiences. And then when you go into a job interview, you have real-world experience. No and you referee? Talking really? to an adult, wow. too. You can, yeah. Handle you can, yourself. Exactly. Umpiring. Yeah. You know what it's like. It's yeah, exactly. And, and Wallace, but, you were saying that, you know, that um, take advantage of this because there are some associations who are offering even more money now. You know, you take a high school kid, the legacy program by the MHSA. Right. When the kid can make $100 in two and a half hours. It's pretty good. It's outstanding. <laughs> and is. then you turn around. Unless you're working out. Absolutely. Getting in a good workout. And you're done by like 9.15. You can still go out. Well, you're done before 9.15. Well, that's true. Young kids, you're done by 7, 7.30. Oh, right, for the young yeah, kids. Four yeah, young you're kids. Right, four yeah, you're and right. 5.30 games. My bad. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. right. The seventh and eighth yeah. grade games. Yeah. And then you turn around and work that on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. That's $300 in one week for right. a young kid. Yeah. That's outstanding. Yeah, it is. Uh, and, you know, hey, and you know, we get kids with, with outstanding grades that, that – uh, we give. Uh, I'm part of the Metro Detroit Athletic Association in Detroit, and you know we work on helping kids throughout school. So right. there's a lot of advantages for young kids to come start refereeing. Yeah, uh, you know I would say too that um, obviously if you get in at a young age, you do well. You've got a chance to advance to the college ranks, where now you're really talking about making some serious money as an official, and uh, and obviously can open up so many other doors uh, for you. I, I, I would like to say the fan situation is, is, is one that I could see how some people would be a little intimidated by. I mean, I go to games, you know, nowadays, and, and everyone's, you know, sometimes it's like, whoa, you know, like this is getting a little out of control, you know. And obviously that's up to the schools, and I know the schools are trying to do their best to try to control some of that. They are. Um, but – I guess what uh, I'm trying to think of, I know so many times, and I am not going to denigrate any faction of basketball. I go to AAU in the offseason. I like watching those games, and I like watching the players. Sure. And I like watching uh, the situation because you get to see this is the dream matchups because you get to see the the best Mm -hmm. players in the state going up against Mm -hmm. each other. But obviously it's a more jovial party kind of wild atmosphere in an AAU setting and then now if you try to bring that to high school it doesn't translate it's a little it's a little it's a different game yeah when you play four or five games in yeah. one day or, or whatnot uh, it's probably not as closely tightly uh, officiated as a high school game right especially a championship high school game a state right. tournament game those are very closely guarded, yeah. and they are very closely officiated. So I think some of these. So it's a different feel. These obviously. new fans with new young players. Well, of course, when they're young, they all want them to be the best. You know, they all think they're the best in the world. Um, you know that that's hard for an official to have to hear that, and and maybe they just feel like they have that their right to do that because they've it's been accepted. Let's say in the summer. Well, I I can tell anybody. When you go to AAU in high school, it's two different ball games. It is. It's totally different. Two worlds. It's two different worlds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got organization here with high school basketball over here. You got running gun. Right. You're, you're you're showcasing kids here. Yeah. And these kids here 
are playing for scholarships are, are you they may never play again but they're top fundamentals whereas with AU basketball they're going out hey Nike Adidas contracts things of that nature but we don't get that in high school so right. and then it's it's a different type of officiating when you're over here so right Right. Well, you know, again, we could talk all night. I've got to kind of wrap up our conversation. But uh, finally, if I am someone listening, and uh, and again, I think the money is great. It's a great opportunity to um, advance yourself as a young person. And that's what we're trying to really talk to here as young people. But of course, uh, any adult is welcome to uh, want to learn to become a ref. How long does it take to have to, let's keep, let's say basketball, to uh, become uh, a referee where you can start earning some income, and what are the steps that somebody needs to take to do that? Well, the first step <clears throat> each everyone has to do is get registered through Michigan High School Athletic Association. Okay. Once you get registered, and you'll take a, an online test, and then on the website with area, with whatever uh, area you live in, there's a signers that's on the website that can help you in your area to get started. Okay. Uh, most young guys, once they get started, um, go to a small camp over the summer, um, and it's a couple days, mm-hmm. and, and most designers will let those guys come free because we are in need of officials. Right. It's not a cost or anything. Right. I mean, I do camps uh, twice a summer, and anybody that wants to come, I let them come so we can we can get our numbers to where we need to be. Yeah. So, um so then once we do that and, and get them trained and work with them over the summer, then, you know, we get them registered through the Arbiter, get them on, and then we start assigning them games. So it's, it's pretty quick. Okay. You know, a uh, couple months at, at, the, at the most that hey, we can get them going. Anything else you want to give do a you, shout out there? Do you find that uh, officials have to be former players, or can they really become good officials even if they weren't great players? Absolutely. You don't See, even that's have to the thing. You don't have to be great a question. great basketball player. Or football player to to be an outstanding official and be a part of the game. So. As a matter of fact, I just got two ex coaches that I just got started. All right, uh, officiating. So right. coaches, anyone that wants to do it, we like to have them. All right, real quickly, uh, as we we kill here. Uh, if you go to BCOM.org, you can see something kind of cool right now that's just kind of in a trial mock up phase, just having some fun. Right. Uh, When we're talking about seeding for playoffs, and this is one of these things that uh, has obviously is a is a is a huge hot button issue. But you guys are are doing that just as a just to put it out there and and see uh, what the response is. Keith Guy from Muskegon High School is our uh, committee chairman of the seeding. We have uh, polled our our coaches and it was over 75 percent. And Kevin Palga from Michigan State. Uh, has a KPI formula that he uh, has put together. And uh, so we have taken it to the MHSAA. It did not pass. Um, uh, They're looking at some alternate things that maybe we could do. But for the current year, we asked them if we could do a trial uh, of what it would look like it's not what it is because right. we're going to we got the but what it would look like and it's on B, uh, www.bcam.org and you can see where the rankings are as of right now. Where do they go? How, what do they click on? Uh, they'll have to just find the KPI. I'll look at anything with seating. Okay. And it'll, you can be able to find it. Okay. And um, what that's going to show is just what it would be. So if, just for example, top teams in one district, you could have the top two teams in the state 
I, yeah. I, there's some hockey situations we were just talking about. Yeah. And obviously basketball, we've had some. Oh, Saginaw, Saginaw, get, Arthur exactly. Hill. Exactly. It goes we on and on and on. We saw that in many, many years. Girls, you've got, you've got Howell, Hartland, and Brighton all together in, in girls this year. And right. that, that's a perfect example. Yeah. So those, if they were ranked one through four or five, they would start to spread out in different districts and still meet in regionals. Right. So basically. Or maybe uh, later in quarters and semis. Our like thing is that you would have better matchups later. You would have hopefully better crowds later. Yeah. And then better uh, games the be- later. Yeah. And so, and then you get to the state tournament. You want the best teams in the state tournament. Yeah. You want to have the top teams playing for the state championship. Uh, you want, you know, that's what it's all about. Yeah. So um, I agree. Again, our it's been it's been pushed by BCAM and our members and our committees running it, and we're just going to see how it goes and see what it looks like and continue to push forward. It's a, if that's something that we end up end up you know getting done. All right, I like it. And with seating, the best teams have earned the right to be there. That's right. To play at home. That's right. All right. Wallace Whitfield, thank you for being here. Dan Young, of course. Great and, job. Uh, yep, there you yep. go. Thank you. And, thank uh, you. again, this is, uh, this is something that uh, w- we want to put out there. We, wanna, we need more refs. We need more officials in all sports. Get out there, join it, make some good money, and uh, these guys are going to support you. So that's the important thing, and it doesn't cost you anything to get started. So Absolutely. do it right now and uh, and check out the seating thing at bcam.org. All right, we'll have the mailbag with the guys when we come back. Fundraising should be fresh, flavorful, and simple. We have the perfect solution at Hungry Howie's. Dough Razor. Your team or school can sell paper pizza certificates that can be redeemed for one medium pizza at participating locations. We've been doing this fundraiser for about four years and it's the easiest and best and most profitable fundraiser they have in Michigan. Go to doughraiser.com to learn more and sign up. Your next fundraiser comes with flavored crust. Welcome to Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. Welcome back inside the podcast room. This is the final segment of State Champs Hang Time, the podcast for all the hoops enthusiasts here uh, throughout the state of Michigan. And uh, we've got Jeff, Scott, TJ with me. I'm Lauren Plant. Uh, this is the mailbag segment. Yep. So this is the quest- the segment where we answer your questions and comments that you send to us. Jeff, yep. take it away. Uh, well, you know, first off, Bruce Tony on Facebook, you know, he wants to hear more River Rouge talk. That's a team that I think all four of us like, and all four of us wouldn't be surprised if that's the team that wins Class B. Uh, so I figured we'd do a little bit of a roll call and kind of and rattle obvi- off the players that are having a And, and not only that, we also they're trying to get us to put them on TV right. as well. They, they're hitting us hard, saying, yeah. but it's matchups. Weird. And, you know, a lot of times what happens is, and I want to explain this to <clears> all teams when it comes to State Champs TV. We generally, during the regular season, we do not shoot Friday games because it's very difficult for us to get the turnaround. We don't want to have to have our guys always working weekends uh, because we have to do that in the state finals and come football season, it's 15 weeks of madness. (laughs) So uh, River Rouge's best games tend to be on Friday. They're not on Tuesday. Uh, We're not in the the, uh, business here of putting routes on TV as much as we can. That doesn't serve anybody well. So that's the deal. Don't worry. Rouge is going to get some love. Uh, once we get into the playoffs, uh, as sure. far as and obviously goes. when you're talking River Rouge basketball right now in 2017-18, you got to start with JBN uh, Torrance, yep. who's one of yep. who, who's one of my supersonic sleep, sleep, sleeper specials. Sorry, I had trouble getting out that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. getting that out. S S S. Yeah, he's a guy that can do a lot of damage, 
and uh, not a lot of people are talking about. It's a lockdown defender. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that that's the most important thing. He's long. He's aggressive, physical. He, yeah, but he, I th- one thing that I like, I want to I see what you're bringing consistently to the game. And I think the defense, is, it, starts with, it starts with that. It starts with a motor. It's people, something that never leaves you. Sometimes your shot's it, missing, yeah. but if you're a lockdown defender, you know, it, as long as you bring the energy and the effort, it's always going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and but, there's nothing more frustrating than, yeah. you know. Yeah. Just getting just the, shut down. The, yeah, yeah. And but who wants a matador? Matadors don't right. win right. championships. Very rarely right. do they win. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Correct. The Ole yes. defense. Yes, yes. Right. exactly. You know, but they're deep. But the thing about Ruben Rouge is they're deep. And when I looked at their their, they've also Donovan got experience. Freeman. I really Donovan, like Donovan Freeman, Freeman has been playing pretty well. Uh, like actually, really well. Yep. Um, and then Leg- Dan Daniel Hugh. De Jeter. Danny Legend. Hugh. Danny Legend. Hugh. Yes, yeah. yeah. Looking forward to talking about him over the next three or four years. Right. Um, but, yeah, uh, and they've got some size, and they've returned a lot of guys. A lot of those guys that were on last year's team, you know, everybody was talking about Dre Bell and, uh, and um, Darian Owens-White. You know, but there weren't a lot of other guys that you really talked about. You can you can hone in if I'm if I'm really going in and I'm scouting them and I'm going to play them. You know, I'm all right. If we can stop these two guys, then we'll be all right. With this year's team, I think that it, you've got a lot of different guys that you really have to hone in on. And most times, people don't have five guys that can go out there and, and stop. When you have a two way player like Freeman, or sorry, when you have a two way player like Torrance, mm-hmm. and, and 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 in a lot of ways, Donovan Freeman as well, uh, setting the pace for that team and, and setting the standard yep. to play on end line to end line, baseline to baseline, then that bleeds over to the rest of the squad. And right. everyone's playing hard on both sides of the ball. Everyone's getting after it. And they play a very tenacious style of basketball that bodes well in tournament play. You, you have Braylon Tony who's having a big junior year there. you got guys like Dan Few, Legend Jeter, like TJ says, a, a young guy who's We're really name coming checking. along. I know, man. You know? River Rats. River Rat. R- yeah. I don't think I've ever heard the last name Few. Ever. Mark Few. That's true. I don't know who that He's is. the head Gonzaga. coach of Gonzaga. That's right. Oh, that's Mark right. Few. I didn't know other, that's the way. Time. He spells it F-E-W? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. All right, so, All right what's next? So second, uh, we have e- AJ emailing in and wants, you know, we talked about this a little bit, but he wants to know if Castec is still for real. You know, they've, you know, they've had a couple of tough losses. And also, is Henry Ford for real? I think we all came in, came around and said, you know, Henry Ford is the real deal. Um, but can Castec make another, yeah, you know, a deep run in the playoffs? You start at the, start at the head of the bench in both of those conversations. Yeah. No. Steve Hall. Uh, Kenny Flowers, I mean, two Both of the great, one state champion. Yeah, two of the great coaches yep. uh, of modern uh, PSL times. So, uh, yeah, memory yeah, yes, me, they, they both are. won PSL right. championships. Yeah, did right. Northwestern want to win in yeah. when Steve was there right before he went to Duquesne, yeah. I believe. Or yeah, we Duquesne. won the three straight in uh, Class D. Yeah, for yep. yeah the uh, yeah. Rogers Rogers Academy. Yep. Yeah. It all started with Eric Evans. I hope Steve Hall uh, yep. make sure that he Eric Evans who yeah, went yeah, with yeah. him to Northwestern, yes. I believe, and then was with him at Duquesne. Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, yes. and now yes. he's on, Eric Evans' and, senior year, yeah. I think, was at yep. Northwestern, and now he's on Detroit Western's bench. Yep, but I, I think yes. we all think that history lesson. Yes, yeah. Eric <laughs> Evans, the freshman who hit the ball, who hit the ball, right. hit the, ball, right. hit the, the finals, po- the that's one of the greatest the state champs yep. clips of all time. Without a doubt, I think I was standing right there, sitting right there. I was too. Win the state title, I was right there. But yeah. I think we all believe that Castec is still for real. I think TJ mentioned it off mic. You know, they've got to find a go-to guy to score the ball. But I think in the end, Castec is going to be just fine. They're going to get a lot of experience out of this playoff run right yep. here, just in the city playoffs. And, and I think that that's one of the beautiful things about the PSL tournament is, and it and the and they it, are it, the defending it, champs. Yeah, and it ends two weeks, so you guys can yeah. find guys can still go out and find themselves. You know, whether they win or whether they lose, you know, the PSL championship, and they can really and then they can. 
you know, piece together other games and stuff like that, yeah. you know, because they have to schedule four twenty games. They still do Operation Friendship, right? That's still yep, happening. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You know, you'll get a you'll less get a, fanfare. Yeah, so yeah. it'll be Orchard Lake probably this year. Oh, you would be Jesuit. Undefeated. So, I mean, it's a yeah. toss-up right now okay. yeah. uh, in the in this Catholic Central. So either way, who, if Castex should be win it again, they'll have a good game playing that Catholic League. Crossover. I wouldn't be shocked if any of those four teams at the top, Catholic Central, Central, yep, Catholic Central, 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 Central Lake, or UD, walked away with that. I mean, they've all been beating up on each other. The only one who hasn't True. lost is UD Jesuit. UDJ yeah. is looking for the the six peat. That's right. What else we got, Jeff? Uh, last one. Marcus via email wants to know which team from the west side of the state has the best chance to win a state championship this this winter. Godwin Heights. That's I'm rolling. With yeah, Godwin Heights. yeah. I think I'm 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 pretty sure Godwin Heights. One thing, watching Lamar Norman, uh, he is more than more. Of, he's become more of an efficient player. Mm-hmm. You know, he's more of a guy that was like, hey, I'm now I'm I'm open. I'm going to shoot it. You know, and you have to worry about guys like Christian Rodriguez, who is now a freshman at Cornerstone. But now he, I think he's assumed the role, and he's and he's he's embraced it. Yep. You know, where, and then you've got Marquise Hastings who just brings his lunch bat. You know, yeah, lunch I'm, pail. I'm a lunch pail to every single game. You can just mark you know, him in for a double. Right, right, right. And he, yeah, he's taking coworkers' lunch money and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, he's like, hey, man. Pulling to the front of the coffee machine. Yeah, yeah. He's, his way. yeah he's, doing, he's doing well for himself. But, you know, they're doing, they're doing really well for themselves. And I think that, you know, that Godwin has a chance. We already talked about West Ottawa earlier in the, earlier in the show. Um, I think that they might be able to make a run. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that they really have that. That centerpiece that they need. If they had a kid that was six foot six or six foot seven, if they had like a, you were a kinda, Zach Newcomb yeah, style, you were kind of high on Covenant. Yep, that was yeah. The team I was and then Covenant, well, because they wound up making, yeah, they wound up winning uh, or making a run uh, for last year's. Uh, I think one runner up. They got yeah. to the finals. Finals, yeah, yeah. yeah they wound up, yeah, making it to the finals. Um, they've had some up and downs, and again, they're getting everybody's best shot, right? You know, because they know that what they've done in the in the in the past year, and so they've. While they started off the season very hot, you know they've had a they've had a little a recent lull. Right, right, okay, for sure. Good deal. Hey guys, I think that was much better. Cool, good work. (laughs) I think we're a little more uh, together and organized for this one. Uh, We didn't ramble, so uh, hope you enjoy it again. Connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we want to appreciate our sponsors: Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. Go to doughraiser.com, of course. Bcam the. Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan, appreciate you, and we appreciate you, the fans. Everything is just going to get heated up on fire. We'll have a lot to talk about next week, so make sure you join us right here on Hang Time.